find out from the scriptures is that the soul doesn't get it. It doesn't get the spiritual things. It just doesn't naturally have any ability to comprehend the things that are happening in the spirit. So sometimes when you're teaching a spiritual topic, if you're listening from the soulish perspective, it's going to be very difficult to understand what is being talked about because the soul is looking for the thing that it has to do. Well, what do I have to do, Jamin? Just tell me what to do and I'll do that thing. What is God saying I have to do? And, and it's like, there is nothing to do. Oh, you can't tell me that. Oh, that's sloppy grace, Jamin. Sloppy agape. You said you can't do anything, so that means you're telling people they can do what they want. No, I'm not. I'm telling you that what Jesus did is enough. That's what I'm saying. That's what grace is. The, te the grace teachers are basically saying, hey, everyone, we just want to remind you that what Jesus did in you is more than you could ever do. So don't stop trying to add, so stop trying to add to the finished work that's already in you and just live out of that work. That's the difference. So the soul is always trying to add something to the finished work because it doesn't get it. It won't get it. It's okay that it doesn't get it. Just make sure that it stays shepherded in the spirit. So in other words, I am one spirit with the Lord. I tell my soul, soul, follow me as I follow Christ. Okay? It's a process. And, and this is why I still say this, even though I believe a little bit differently. I say I am a soul, I am a spirit, I have a soul, and I live in a body, right? I am a spirit, I have a soul, and I live in a body. Well, technically, I am a soul, I am a spirit, and I am a body. I am all three of those things simultaneously. Simultaneously. How is that possible, Jamin? You have a body. It's right here. Now, if I don't think about the body, did the body disappear? Mm -hmm. But I will tell you one thing. Your body may not be acting the way you want it to. For example, me. I have to sit up straight. If I don't think about sitting up straight, I slouch. <laughs> I'm not aware of the body. If I am not aware of my soul, I could be a little strange looking. Because <laughs> I'm not thinking. <laughs> I'm not interacting in a, in a way that other souls can interact with me in the material world. If I am not aware of the spirit, then I will not be engaging in the spirit. I just won't. Did, it, did I cease being a spirit? No. But I became kind of quiet in that area. A lot of teaching is soulish. A lot of it. And why is that? Well, it's easier for the soul to latch on to soulish teaching. And a lot of Christians are led by their soul. A lot of them. And why is that? Well, they've been taught to be led by their soul. They've been taught the seven steps to the six ways to the 43 methods to the 10 techniques of how you work your way up into God. And that doesn't exist. Because if you could do that, you wouldn't need Jesus. So what do we do? Well, let's take a look at Hebrews 4. So there's this place that we live in and it's in Christ. It's a place. We like to call it the garden. We talk about going down into the garden of our heart by intention. We quiet our mind and we go down deep into the heart, into the garden. We slide down in. And there in that garden is beautiful plants. You look at your own garden. Everybody has their own garden. Okay? And I always love to see Jesus there because he is absolutely there in the garden of my heart. He's always so filled with love and joy to see me and me, him. 
because we're one spirit and we can interact together in the spirit at any time. Anytime I want to, I can shift my focus from the natural world to the spiritual world and become aware of my oneness with Jesus. And no man can separate me from his love. No teaching of men, no works doctrine can separate me from his love. He has always been there. He has always lived there. That is his home. It's called the garden. In the scriptures, it's also called the Holy of Holies. This is the, this is the Sancta Sanctorum. This is the place in our heart where we're one spirit with the Lord. It's the best place. It's the place to live out of. Everything else is not really as important as that. It's a great place. And what's so lovely about that place is anytime you walk in, you say, well, I don't feel worthy to walk into the garden. Well, let Jesus' blood cleanse you. Just be recollected into that cleansing flood. It's almost like you just walk right through it. And there you are in the garden, holy and pure and lovely, just as the first day you were ever born. You've never done anything wrong. Jesus' blood has made you cleansed. There is no condemnation in this place. It is a place of full acceptance and full love, and nothing can separate you from it. That is a place to live. Now, the soul is unaware of this place, unless you remind it. It is unaware. And if somebody tells you a little story about how Jesus said you're not worthy and you're going to have to work a little harder to make yourself worthy, your little soul is going to work. And then it's going to be disappointed and it's going to work some more and it's going to be disappointed and it's going to work some more until it finally stops working. <laughs> some people just quit and give up on God completely because they've been taught wrong. They've been taught that God is looking for some more effort. Give it a little more effort. Now, effort into what though? Well, let's look at Hebrews 4. So this is in the Aramaic. I know you guys love the Aramaic. But I will explain each verse one at a time. Hebrews 4. This is what I was instructed to do. So therefore fear. <gasps> oh boy, that's the first one, fear. Well, therefore, in other words, stay away from what I just read. Therefore. So therefore, you know what they say. You have to know what the therefore is therefore. Um, because it's talking about Israel. And Israel, like, when they were in when they were in the wilderness, they all complained, like the whole group of them. And the Lord's like, well, you apparently don't want it, so you don't get it. <laughs> so they didn't get to go into the promised land, but their descendants did, um, because the promise is still there, even though they didn't want it. So that's why he's saying that. He's like, and what is it, though? When rising into, listen, otherwise, so when rising to enter his oasis. So what is his oasis? It can be considered the garden, the Holy of Holies, Shabbat, the Sabbath, the rest. This is what he's talking about. He's talking about the oasis, the Sabbath, the garden, the rest. It's talking about the same things. Now, anytime you use one of those words, you actually are engaging with it from that perspective, just so you know, even though it's the same place. So if I use the word garden, I'm engaging it from the garden. If I'm using the word the Holy of Holies, I'm engaging it from the Holy of Holies. This is how I do it. It's all included in that definition. So it's saying to be careful, or I say therefore fear, or, you know, don't do what they did. Don't be like Israel. Don't be like the older brother in the parable of the prodigal son. Don't sit outside the party. Be aware of this, because you can you can stay outside and not engage in the goodness of God and try in some way to work yourself up into it. I know it's not easy to get yourself to stop works. 
especially if you've been taught it a lot. Because nobody wants to be like, I'm displeased with you, son. Be henceforth and leave. You know, like nobody wants to hear that message from the Lord. You know, like, oh boy, I really screwed up. So you, what do you do? You scurry around. Make sure you get everything together. Well, of course you do. However, if you're missing some information, you could be working on something that you should not be working on. Right? Hey, let's go outside and work on the garden. Okay, so I'm inside. Well, apparently I'm not working on the garden, but I'm working hard inside. But it's outside I'm supposed to be working on at my house, right? <laughs> so you have to know your position. You have to know where you are in the spirit. So he's talking about entering a place called the oasis. What's the oasis? This is the oasis rest. This is the actual word, oasis. Okay? So you're coming into his oasis. So what was the oasis for the children of Israel? The promised land. The land flowing with milk and honey. Right? So he's talking about this place. So he's saying, first of all, some men will be found that are lingering more than entering. Lingering more than entering. That's what it says in verse 1. There's some people that just linger outside. They don't ever go in. It's in the millennium, Jamin. You can't get that now. It's way out in the millennium, millennium, millennium. And you can just hear it echoing through the halls of the millennium. You don't even know how long. You know it's at least a thousand years, maybe longer. It's way far in the distance. Then you can enjoy the Lord. You can enjoy the Lord when you're dead. Or if you wait a thousand years, 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 years. Yes, they're waiting. Oh, we're in the, yeah, we're in the waiting room. <laughs> but we're waiting for God to love us again. But if we work a little harder, he might. So these men are lingering. You know what else they're doing? They're complaining. Listen, you'll hear the complaining if you listen long enough. For we also were brought the news even just like them. So he's talking about the fact that we were brought the news, the nation of Israel was brought the news, but they were never enriched because those that heard the word, it was not being blended with faith by those that heard it. In other words, the gospel went forth. Good news, everyone. Jesus doesn't hold your sins against you, and he loves you and fully accepts you. And then they said, nope, sorry, I can't accept it. Why? That dude did something really bad. I can't accept it. Because that dude is bad. You can't tell me that's, that he's good. Well, Jesus declares him righteous. Tell him the good news and see what he does. But they didn't believe. Nope. I'm telling you, I did too many things, Jamie. You don't understand. I got to show God how much I love him, and then he'll love me. They didn't believe it, so they stayed outside. And then people went in, and they're like, what is that guy doing in here? That dude is screwed up. Why is he in the party? They complained. You see what I'm saying? So this is the oasis rest. So, but here's what it says in verse three. We are those that believe. We enter into the oasis. Why is that? Because we're like, you know, I heard some good news today. What was it? It's that God loves me. He doesn't hold my sins against me and that I'm now a part of his family. Well, what am I going to do now? Well, I'm going to enjoy my family. I'm going to enjoy my time with the Lord. I'm going to go into that oasis rest with him. I'm going to have a good time. Isn't that what we say? We are those that believe. We enter to the oasis, just as he said. Just like I swore in my anger that none will enter to my oasis. And again, God's anger is not our anger, okay? When he's saying anger, this is, this is him. This is how he does it. In other words, they resisted, and now they don't get it. You see what I'm saying? He's not going to force it on them. They don't want to enter the oasis. They don't want to come into the rest. They want to work. And I, I will tell you, there will be people that you will interact with 
that love Jesus with all their heart, and they will not come into that rest. I can tell you that right now. Unfortunately, they will not. But they will see it eventually, because I also saw that. And when they do, that'll be great too. But everybody's learning. So some people don't want to give that up. But we are those that enter. We are those that go in. Just like I swore in my anger, none will enter. For behold, the deeds of God are from the beginning of the world. The deeds of God are from the beginning of the world. God isn't, this is the things that he did at the beginning. It hasn't changed. Just as he said about the Sabbath, God was resting on the seventh day from all his deeds. Oh, but God, you, you got to get to work. No, he's, he's resting. It's the Sabbath. Look, here's what it says. Genesis 2.2. 2. What is it? He rested. He took... Okay, so think about it like this, okay? Day one, light. Is that a big deal? There wasn't light, now there's light. That's a whole day for light, right? Light separating from darkness. Land, animals, plants. These have separate days. They're big deals. Man, day six. Now we have a day. A seventh day the day to rest. Do you think that's a big deal? Well, the other six days were a big deal. My guess is the seventh day is also a big deal. It's the day that God ceased from his work. And he did that as an example to us. I am not teaching that everybody make sure you don't work on Sunday. That is a very low level understanding of what that means. Did you just create light on day one and then decide to rest on Sunday? I didn't think so. This is much bigger than just being able to keep a new rule that some man made. This has to do with a place <laughs> in the spirit called Oasis. Okay, this is the Oasis rest. So that's a big deal. Day seven, listen, all the examples in the scripture should be taken for what they are. Because if a day seven is literally one of the days of creation, that means day seven is a very big day. Now, in the Old Testament, God talked about the Sabbath to the nation of Israel in the law. And he said, remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. Well, the Sabbath was a shadow in the Old Testament. Well, we call the Old Testament in the original books was a Sabbath rest. It was a day of the week, but it was a shadow of the actual oasis rest, the one in the spirit. God rested from his work on the seventh day. The nation of Israel rested as a shadow. And now here we come in to the actual rest. Much bigger deal than the shadow. Shadows are just shadows. Then you have the figure. We're in the figure. The figure is Christ. Christ is the body that the shadow was showing. It was showing the shadow of the body. The body is Christ. You're in Christ. Now that rest doesn't just become a day of the week. It becomes a place in the spirit called oasis where you cease from your own activity. Remember, I was teaching about the soul and the spirit. What's the soul do? It's the busy part, right? Work, work, work. Work for God. Get the stuff done. Sabbath goes rest. Now I'm in a different place. Am I doing something? I am. But I'm doing it from rest. Listen. God was resting on the seventh day from all his deeds. Here again, 
He said, they will never enter to my oasis. This is talking about the nation of Israel. They won't enter. This is a place. You just don't go there by yourself. You go through Christ. So they didn't want to go through Christ. They wanted, they literally wanted to go back to Egypt, which is your own works. Egypt is your own works. Egypt is you trying to attain to something apart from God. He's talking about that first generation in the desert. They were an example for all of us. Now that first generation in the desert, they're all in heaven. They're good to go. But they did have to bring us that example while they were on the earth at that time. Now they'll be back on the earth and I'm sure they have a lot of very good things to tell us. But back at that time, they complained and they didn't enter the rest. So the Lord said, you will not enter my rest. So they didn't, which was the promised land. Okay. Therefore, a place has existed that each man enters it. There's a place that exists that each man enters. In other words, this is individual. Okay? Because those that were brought news earlier never entered by never responding. They didn't respond. Now, if you look in Romans, when it talks about unbelievers, an unbeliever, that literally means never responds. Demons, they never respond. I've talked to them. They don't respond. <laughs> you tell them good news, it's like it goes right through them. It just goes, shh. well, when people start acting like demons, they don't respond either. They just don't respond. Now, if you don't respond, you don't get to enter. That's all. Now, could they eventually respond? Yeah. Do I believe they will? I do, actually, because I believe that God's love is way stronger than our, my lack of responding, and it will never quit on them, okay? So, after much time, <clears throat> okay, so here we go. After much time. <laughs> Did God quit? Nope. It says, after much time. You always have time. Time's a tool, okay? He again said another day. <laughs> Just as it is recorded above of David saying, if today you hear his voice, when? Today. You hear his voice. <laughs> what day is it? Today. Today you hear his voice. Harden not your hearts. For if they had had oasis rest by Joshua, son of Nun, none after that would have said about another day. So there's another day. So we have the promised land, right, coming into that oasis. Then we have the Old Testament law, or the, the law, not the Old Testament law, the law. The law was written, talked about a Sabbath, but then he says, there's another day. For if they had oasis rest, then he wouldn't have talked about another day. So in other words, they didn't come into that. So then he raised the Sabbath for the people of God. For that one which enters to his oasis also has rest from his service, just like God rested from his own. So the rest, the oasis rest of the Spirit, comes when we stop doing our own works. We stop trying to add things to what God has already done. We stop trying to work our way up into God, to bring the glory down, to bring the glory up, to witness to 500 people every year, to do this and that. You know, read your Bible. How many chapters did you read? We read our Bible every day. You better get to it. You know, we're not earning anything that way. Why? Because we believe in the oasis. We believe in the rest. Do we read our Bible? Of course. Do you witness the people? Pretty much, that's my life. I am a witness. That's what I do. That's what we all do. But do I do it out of a place of works? 
No, I do it because I enjoy the Lord. I figure I've had a taste. If you had a taste, you'd probably like it too. I'm serving up. Holy Spirit, got a whole table full right here. Drink up. You do too. Just offer. I'm in the rest. I cease from my own works. I don't have to go into this place of striving. I'm just like my Father in heaven. He ceased from his work. What was the work that he did? Think about it. You know he did the six days of creation. Well, that's a big deal. But what kind of spiritual rest have we come into? Well, he's done a work in us through Jesus, and that work is complete. It is 100% complete. <laughs> You're like, but my body's still not glorified yet. But the work has already been done for your body. It's already been done. You're, there's no more work needed. You don't see it yet. You will see it, but you don't see it yet. But the work for your glorified body has been completed. It is already done. He's not looking at his watch and making sure you do something before he's going to glorify your body. Your body is already, it's bought and paid for. It's done. You, you have the key. You have the, you have the spirit. The spirit is the deposit for your body. He put the spirit in your body, the Holy Spirit of God, as a deposit for the body itself. Now that's pretty powerful, you guys. That's the deposit. It's like, no, this deal's settled and done. It's over. Satan's like, I got that body. You don't have that body. He knows you don't have that body. He just wishes somebody believed him. But nobody does because the spirit has been given to us. We have come into that rest because our spirit is now one spirit with the Lord and the spirit of the Lord is in us. The deposit has been paid. It's already there. And we have the first fruits of the resurrection living in us right now. Some people have continued to push through boundaries that they saw in their own mind and are experiencing even more of that resurrection power. And they're starting to shine like the stars in the sky. These are those that have gone before us. Look at the hall of faith. What did they do? They believed. Even before Jesus came, they received righteousness. How did that even happen? They couldn't even pray. Say the sinner's prayer. <laughs> There's no sinner's prayer. It didn't exist. But they received righteousness by faith. There's so much more for us, guys. So much more. So what does it say? Therefore, verse 11, be prompt entering to his oasis. Just don't wait. Just go in now. And, you know, we say, go in. Go in now. Go in. Oof. I'm in the oasis rest. I'm experiencing the love of God in me. His love is filling me with the fullness of God. There is nothing missing in me. I'm one spirit with the Lord. Therefore, be prompt entering to his oasis that none will fall in the likeness of those that never have responded, right? What happened to them? They didn't respond to the oasis rest. They wanted to work. They wanted to do things and then they complained. They're receiving manna from heaven, like manna, angel's food coming down from heaven every morning and they're complaining. Like the natural and the, and the spiritual realm have blended so much with the children of Israel that they literally just have food every morning on the ground that they can eat that comes from heaven. Yet they still complained. Why? Because they didn't come into the, into the oasis. They didn't come into the rest. There was still, if God is taking care of you, what else is there? <laughs> other than to be thankful, other than to come into the party, 
Nobody's working in the party. They're enjoying what Jesus has done. They're enjoying the goodness of God. That is one thing religion will tell you to never do. Do not enjoy anything. They actually thought that ice cream was evil because it tasted so good when it first came out. They said, it's got to be a sin. It tastes too good. They had associated God with misery so much that when something was not miserable, they immediately associated it with sin because they are so out of touch with the oasis rest of God. That is the mindset of... Now again, everybody got over it. They realized that there are good things that are not sinful. (laughs) And ice cream was one of them, right? And God gave us ice cream, okay? So here we have good things that God has given us, okay, that can be enjoyed. This is one of the things that I think is really odd to me that we don't think this way. Before I didn't, but now I do, and that is that God le- God doesn't do anything that he doesn't enjoy. Even when Jesus died, and even when Jesus gave his life, it said it was for the joy set before him that he did it. In other words, he knew what the end was. He doesn't do things that he doesn't like. Now, I have to work. (laughs) But what do I enjoy? The paycheck. (laughs) The joy set before me, right? So we know there are certain things that we do in the natural that we don't enjoy at the time, but we know why we're doing it, okay? But in the spiritual realm, the work has been done. You go to work naturally, but in the spirit, you're already in. You're already accepted. When you're getting into God's word, you're not doing it to get something new. You're enjoying an aspect of his, of his being. You're tasting. You're enjoying a part of God, his word. That's what the scripture is. It's a piece of steak. It's something to be enjoyed. And you're like, well, I don't know if I've ever enjoyed the Bible. It seems like it's written in an old English. But we'll get a different translation, for goodness sake. <laughs> you know, at some point, people were, couldn't even read the Bible. It was in Latin, you know? Well, it seems like that somebody's trying to get us to not enjoy some things. <laughs> now, I enjoy reading the Aramaic. Some people may not like that because it's kind of all mixed up. But I like the Aramaic, and I think it's great. I also have this book here called... Um, Hebrew Letters to Hebrews, translated from six Hebrew manuscripts. This is a cool one. This is done by the Hebrew Institute. And um, this one where he found Hebrew or originals and just went straight from the Hebrew. So this isn't even Aramaic. This is Hebrew. Now, the ones that he, he did this book on, when he translated Hebrews here, this is based on some manuscripts he got from the Israeli public library that they allowed him to look at. Now, these manuscripts were written in 900 A.D., you know, so they were, you know, later. Um, but he also has about 4,000 other manuscripts that he wrote from. So this guy's pretty cool. He's got some cool stuff in here. But this is Hebrew. You can enjoy that if you like Hebrew. The Hebrew language is beautiful too. Maybe that's your thing. Maybe you're the one that just likes to take a little piece. You know, the Lord is my shepherd. I just sit and meditate in that. I'm shepherded by the Lord. He leads me. He guides me. He does it, not me. He does it. Make sure you're being led and guided. Well, that's what God does. (laughs) He's the shepherd. I'm the one being led. You see? So taking little pieces of the word. What is that? We're taking big pieces of the word. Taking these times in the spirit, going into that oasis 
that oasis rest of God. It's to be enjoyed. When God rested, he is literally not working. He's watching his creation. He's loving his creation. That's what he's doing. He's resting from his activity. There's this idea that has, and it has been like this from the beginning. God showed it to me. It's from the beginning. And that is you've got to work hard to get things from God. But you do not have to work hard to get things from God because they're gifts. Anytime you see things, it's a gift. Even when Jesus was talking with his disciples and they're like, Jesus, you just cursed the fig tree yesterday and today it's dead. How did you do that? And you know what he said? He said, have God's faith. Because they are trying to figure out how they could build their faith up to the point where they could curse a tree and it would die the next day. And Jesus is like, just have God's faith. It's a gift. Live out of his faith instead of your own. Allow his faith to empower you. Receive the gift of faith. Receive God's gift of faith. It comes from above. So look, be prompt entering to his oasis. You know why? Because if you stay outside for a while, one of them nasty people will convince you to stay outside. <laughs> I mean, they're not nasty. They just don't understand. They're having a bad attitude. <laughs> don't stay outside. Come on in. Yeah, they, had a they have a bad attitude. Their attitudes will change. Everybody's attitude will change eventually because God's love is irresistible. I do know this. It is factual, okay? We have time. Because remember what it said here. It said, after much time, he again said another day in, in verse, in verse um, 7. So you do see he does not quit. <laughs> he never quits. Which means we should never quit. We should never quit. Even if you said, oh, I failed. You didn't fail. Don't quit. Because it's our consistency. It's our consistency that leads us into that next place. The consistency of what God's told us. God tells you a thing, be consistent in that thing. Yeah, but it doesn't look like anything's changing. It doesn't matter. He's given you that word. Be consistent in what he's given you. That consistency will change it. You know, I always like the examples of water. Water on rock. You can see water cutting through some of the hardest substances in the world. Why is that? It's the consistency. Water is a type of the spirit. Anytime you see water in a dream, you're, you're dealing with something in the spirit. So you have a spiritual substance consistently beating against that natural circumstance that should not be there. And what's going to eventually happen is it's going to crack. And when it does, the water is going to flow through it. So consistency in your life, consistency, be prompt in entering to his oasis and consistently enter his oasis. Cease from your own activity. Cease from your own works. For that one which enters to his oasis also has rest from his service, just like God rested from his own. Anytime you're seeing in the New Testament and it's talking about, be sure you do this, be sure you do that, be sure you do this, if you look at those scriptures in their context, what it's talking about is the same thing. In other words, don't leave the grace of God for works. Continue in it. Continue in the grace. Continue in the fact that you are loved. Continue in the gospel message, which is it is done. You cannot build an empire system if everyone is in the oasis. You've got to pull them out to build your empire. It's very important. So you will always see people trying to get you to stop doing it because they need your activity to build their empire. It has been like this from the very beginning of the church. And they will work you until they cannot work you anymore. 
and then they will find someone else to replace you so they can keep working. It is the way it has been from the beginning, but I will tell you, it will not be like that in the future. It is changing. It is changing. There are false versions of this. There are false grace teachers. I will agree that there are some that are out there. They call iniquity grace, and iniquity is iniquity. Sin is what it is. That is not operating in the grace of God, right? You say, oh, you just do whatever you want. No, you do not do whatever you want. You live out of the oasis rest. There is no sin in Christ. You have the spirit of holiness in you. Just live out of the holiness. Stop trying to work it up. But I have inconsistencies in my life. Well, you may have some inconsistencies in your life. That may happen. There may be something that is inconsistent where you're coming into the oasis rest, but continue in the oasis. Continue in the finished work of the cross and you will watch as you are transformed from the inside out instead of trying to make things go from the outside in because the completeness is already in you even if you have an inconsistency outside. The completeness is inside. Allow that to continue, and as it continues to work, it will produce the fruit of righteousness in your life. This is why. Don't allow someone to get you going back outside to work yourself up. Stay in the rest of the complete work of God within you. He is done. The work is complete, but live out of that rest, and then watch it transform all around you, transform everything around you. I'm telling you this from experience. This is how it has always worked. If I ever tried to go outside of my spirit and start to work some work up, it makes it worse. Your soul will get empowered and whatever issue you're dealing with in your life will actually get stronger because you left the complete work of the cross to do something on the outside that had nothing to do with Jesus. It had to do with you adding more works to something. And it's unbelief. It is unbelief. The Bible is very clear that this is unbelief. It means you don't believe you're in the oasis. It means there's something else you have to add. And then if you teach the grace of God and then other Bible teachers come at you and they start slandering you for teaching the grace of God and then that's one of those ones where you say, hey, point for me. I get, I get persecuted for teaching the gospel like Paul did. Awesome, right? And that's okay, you know? Because, I, and you know why? Anybody who says anything bad about that to me I, I know that they're all going to come around anyway, so it's not a big deal to me. But I'm just like, hey, I'm like ostracized for this. This is great. <laughs> you know. But it's temporary. Everything's temporary, guys. And, and you have full acceptance in the beloved. You're fully accepted. So it's okay. It's cool, right? So again, Jamin, you got to teach on sin. I don't have to teach on sin. I have to teach on the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, that you have been accepted in the beloved. That is the good news of Jesus. What about all the problems? What about all the problems? Apparently, Jesus has a cure for all that. It's called his blood. And his blood cleanses us from all unrighteousness, and there is nothing that Jesus' blood will not cleanse you of. That is the gospel message every single time. So enter into that rest. Okay? Exactly. When you fill your heart and fill your mind with the completeness of the word of God, the completeness of who we are, Right? The word of God is Jesus, everybody. It's Jesus. Jesus is the word. Remember, the gospel is the message of the gospel. Yeah, but what translation of the Bible is it? It's not that. It's the message of the gospel. It's the message. It's a good, it's good news message. It doesn't matter which language it's in. It's the same message. Uh. <laughs> now, do I believe that Hebrew is the language of creation? I actually do. I believe that Hebrew is the language of creation. So do I believe that there is actually a language that God speaks? I do believe that it is Hebrew. But 
he spread that message to every tribe and language. So it's still communicated. But I do honor his language that he made, the one that he gave us. Because the animals spoke too. <laughs> they did. They all spoke. And at the fall, they stopped. But they used to. They all used to speak. It says it in the book of Jubilees. I believe it. I always, had a, I always had a hunch that was the case. And when I read it in Jubilees, I'm like, I knew it. I knew it all the time. We see that earlier. Adam and Eve talked to him. We know this, okay? Is that coming back? Yes, it is. <laughs> I believe it. I totally believe it. And you know what? People think I'm crazy, but that's okay. If they do, they do. But I still believe it. I believe we're coming back into that time. We're going to be talking to the animals. Yeah, but you have to eat the animals. But guess what? There's other food Jesus said that you don't know about. And then he said, eat my flesh and drink my blood. Oh, and then people got really mad at him. But I'm telling you, there's some things, there's some hidden secrets in creation that we don't know about. And it's not about global warming. That stuff is nonsense. It is something, it's something different. And it's coming from heaven and it's beautiful. And God has no problem communicating his love. He knows how to do it. He's a pro. He knows how to communicate his love. And he wasn't talking about cannibalism either when he talked about eating my flesh and drinking my blood. He was talking about spiritual sustenance that he gives us out of his own body. He gives us life. He gives us life from his own body. That's where it comes from. It is beautiful. It is a real, it is an exchange. We had what? Sin and death. He gave us life and righteousness. We had sickness and disease. He gave us healing. He gave it to us. He exchanged it with us. We had worry and fear. He gave us hope and faith. Right? He gave us of his substance. And that's in us now. So we can live off of that. So there's a whole lot of other discussions there that I won't talk about today. But I do believe that Hebrew is the language of creation. I think it's beautiful. And I think it's worth studying if that's something that you're into. Why not? You know, why not? I actually have a Hebrew keyboard on my iPad. And I don't understand Hebrew, so I haven't been able to use it. But you get it if you get the uh, Art Scrolls app. You have to have Hebrew so that you can read it because it's the Talmud and the Tanakh and all of the Kumash and all the other books that are in Hebrew. So it's all, so you have to have that language in there. But that's something that you enjoy. I'm not giving people more works. Enjoy the Lord in your oasis rest. It's, it's just anything that you like. Everybody that enjoys the Lord, just enjoy him in what you love him in. A lot of people really are loving worship. When you're listening to your worship music, look, at, look for worship that's making you go up in your heart where you become aware of heavenly things. Do that. Anything that's, that's in worship that making you more aware of your oasis rest in him, of the complete work of the cross in you, and brings you up, meditate on those and those worship songs and that music and that teaching or whatever it is, the things that you're enjoying. If it's the sound of water and a brook, the sound of the wind and the rain is reminding you of the love of, of the Father, well, then listen to that because that's amazing too. Okay, because he's made things for us to enjoy and to enjoy in him with the spirit of holiness and goodness. Okay, let's pray. Father, we thank you for giving us uh, your word, Jesus, the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. And we thank you that through the cross, we've entered into this place of rest, just like you, Father, entered into your rest after the creation of the world.
And so now, today, now, today, which is the day, we come into that rest. And we love you. You are awesome. In Jesus' name, amen.